Hey guys, Lance Zerline here. We're Houston. We're the city of champions. How about I give you another champion? If you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. They're champions. Free consultations are available 24-7. Dial 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW and DaspitLaw.com. You guys wanted Bobby Petrino so bad, now you got him. It's How do you great. like him? This is great. How do you like him, man? Just what you wanted. All of a sudden, now Bobby Petrino, is he the greatest thing since sliced bread? I don't think so. You got to keep them separated. I swear to God, I'll quit this station if Brad Austin's is the manager. <laughs> I'll quit. Jeff, man, just be a Hall of Famer and sit behind home plate. Just do that. I don't know if I can do radio. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. All right, 803 has been a lot of dusty talk here early on. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it has been. Now, I know what's going to lead the show Monday. And throwing his shoe off the wall. Can you say God That don't... was one of the greatest moments that we've had in since you've been back. People did love that segment, but I didn't love that segment. No, Lance being so mad about Brad Austin so being weird. one I, of the favorites I, I, to be manager it was, here. You know when you said that it was seven oh three? I look because I looked at the clock. Like how early is this happening? Where I'm getting like how is John so starting mad. the show with? Wait a minute now. Why are we so sure that J- that Brad Austin won't be a good manager? I'm like wait, what? Why are you saying that out loud? Why do you? I, I thought you knew something, and then you had read Bob Nightingale said that. Yeah, Bob, Bob, that was Bob Nightingale. Now, people, do you want to address this? People believe that you and Jeff Bagwell are good friends, and this has something to do with Jim Crane and the Diamond Club. Not, <laughs> That's not what this is about. Now, I can't be persuaded by a pizza. I can't. I, 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 there's, there's no question, okay? Yeah. But this is, has nothing to do. Listen, I know Jeff Bagwell. I know Brad Osmus. I know Jim Crane. But you it don't has know nothing that, to do with But the you don't see them on a regular Jim basis. Jim Crane is mad at me, actually. So don't let's not, let's What's let's he get mad this at you about? He was mad at me because of, of the ghost tweet that I put out there about Carlos Correa. He actually had Jim Click call Wait, me. Wait, he's not still mad. Oh, so you're trying to get in his good graces. So you're trying to get in his good graces. No, what this that's is about. not it. I don't care if Jim Crane likes me or doesn't like me. It Your doesn't matter tweet. to me. Oh, that the Astros ghosted. You mean the accurate story? Yeah, right. So, 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 yeah. So it doesn't matter to me. But it, I just find it, everybody, I mean, everybody that I heard on radio and tweets in person. Oh, go ahead, Brad Osmus. If it's Brad Osmus. I'm like, what in the hell did Brad, where did he touch you inappropriately? Where did Brad Osmus touch all of you? I just don't get it. Brad Osmus might be a great manager for this team. Brad Osmus might love analytics. Brad Osmus might be the perfect manager for this situation. So I don't know, but that Brad Ausmus is it has the vitriol. It's all because of Jeff Bagwell and the Jose Abreu and the Montero signing. That Brad Ausmus is the worst choice ever as manager, which has they, they have nothing to do with each other. They literally have nothing to do with each other, and yet here it is. So I, I just I just find it funny. I just find it hilarious. Brad Ausmus has experience as a manager. Was he good? No, no, he wasn't good. But neither was AJ Hinch before he came here. Dusty never won a thing before he came here. So uh, there's, it's just amazing, just to me. Uh, let's get Willie in here. He's been waiting. Let's get him on the show. Hey, Willie. Yeah, yeah. thanks for taking my call. And I'd like to apologize to John. I used to think he was a racist, <laughs> but I didn't know for sure. But 
Now, <laughs> after listening to the man, I'm pretty sure. You never know what's in a man's heart. Right. right. But uh, he done proved it time and time again. He a racist hypocrite. Who? Thank me? you. Is it me? Who, you? Lance? Oh. Lance is a racist. I don't know which one he saw. Which one of you talking about? I mean, I got my thoughts. But no one asked uh, me. I proved it today. I, today. I proved it. You know how I proved it? By saying that Why we should be able to criticize the manager. Before. Well, he was pretty sure at one point. But now he's sure about you, I think. Yeah. Now he doesn't no. think I am anymore. He's sure about Lance. I remember you know, one I, time when. See how I flipped that? Mm. Yeah. Lance, no. how did you become the racist? Well, no, a, well I'm watching Dogs of Berlin right now. What so. does that have to do with anything? Well, Dogs of I mean, Berlin. It's I mean, a, there Netflix are some Nazis show. in there. Well, there are Nazis in a lot of although television. One of the Nazis, although one of the virulent Nazis is cheering against Germany. He's cheering for Turkey to win because he's got money on Turkey in that soccer match. I guess you could still be racist and bet against your your country to win a World Cup qualifier match. Mm-hmm. In that, in that, that's a show. That's a show I'm watching, Dogs of Berlin. Um, he got me. I mean, this is something I've been trying to hide in plain sight with my virulent, as he said, virulent racism. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been hiding in plain sight. Um, I've gotten away with it for 26 years on radio, except the one guy, and it may have been him, uh, years ago at 16, called me out, and I said, if I'm a racist, I have a Mexican wife. He said, that makes you more racist, was his answer. It may have been Willie. I don't know if you remember that, John. I do remember that. He was the only guy that ever found me out. Okay. Yeah, that makes you more racist, so. Uh, the one guy that found me out was at 610 and then Willie, unfortunately well, has pulled the, it and you would have gotten, and I would have gotten away from it if it wasn't for that, uh, meddling old caller who just called in. So <laughs> I mean, he pulled the mask off me like right. Scooby-Doo right. and so sorry. I mean, my apologies to my fake black Are you friend. Apologize Listen, to me? I'm not your friend, right. but can I get an apology? Yeah, Dell. I'm sorry for actually. You. He pulled the mask off of me, and it was you that was yeah, the racist. and it was, and it was yeah, you that's that was right. the racist. It was a John. I, it was yeah. a John Granado mask, right. and he pulled and it off, off, and it's like oh. Lance Sirline. <laughs> this is racist, how, and how, I would have gotten away from it too if it wasn't for you meddling sports talk this callers. Is how, this is how it goes in the Scooby Doo. If they ever went this way, it'd be a clan hood. He'd pull the clan hood off. Oh, yeah. oh. It'd be John's face, and then wait a minute, let's pull <laughs> it off again, yeah. and the then it's double? Lance. Right? Yeah, I got right. you. Yeah, so. Tori, oh, sorry, is- Rodney, Tori, GJ, all you guys that I've been, uh, I hate to, I hate for you to know that I don't like you mm-hmm. and I don't like, uh, apparently your entire race, uh, it's been one big elaborate ruse for all these years. I am in fact, this, this caller has discovered the true, the true, uh, nexus of my beliefs my belief system and who I am as a person, mm-hmm. it took this long for me to get well, figured out. And it's, it's a guy well, named Willie. Uncovered. And then well, Willie does it oh. of all people. Well, to be fair, I've been calling you trash-ass Lance for years. Right. It, it had nothing to do with racism, though. Right, You're just right, trash. Right, right. Just trash. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, a couple of things. Um, you like how I sold it, too, by throwing the shoe about a white manager? Like, you guys were all buying into that. I secretly can't wait. Mm-hmm. To white, white manager? Any white manager Fine, will do? Finally. Right. You don't want Joe Espada because you married a Mexican. So yeah, and that's racist. or I do want no. It's racist. I forget the rules. So I forget that too. Joe Espada. So well, he's not. It's Joe Espada. Joe Espada's not Mexican. Here's another thing, John. You just took over the virulent racists. Uh, I see you are well, now no, no, virulent no, 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 racist. No, no, no. Everyone's not a Mexican. No, 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 Everyone no, no, no. for the Astros was not Mexican. That's something Drake would have said. Find out. We have a lot of good Mexicans on this team. <laughs> 
Uh, I'll give you an example of some of them. Uh, Carlos Lee. Carlos Lee. Good Mexican. <laughs> Carlos Beltran. Mexican. No. Jose they... Lima. Mexican. So we have a lot of plenty of good Mexicans. Oh, well, actually. No, he you have... married a Mexican, so you want a Hispanic manager. You don't want a Hispanic manager because you're racist because you're married. This a... is super His... hard to keep up. Because you understand that. Because um, his Mexican wife won't like a, a, a non-Mexican Hispanic person? Maybe. Okay. Oh, Maybe yeah. she's racist I'm just trying to figure out the, yeah, the yeah, strengths, yeah, yeah. how we get there from, right. One, right. from yeah. one to the other. Maybe she wants her kitty to be the manager. So going back, for those of you who missed it, God don't like ugly. Dusty God don't said. like ugly. We learned that. Uh, what then? Why did Gary send in a picture of Zeke Stasio? I'm not going to look at that. See that? Is, yeah, that's literally God like. You're the worst. You're like, why did Gary? But I'm going to mention what he said. No, it's a terrible. <laughs> this is a terrible okay. show. Go this show it? has been okay. terrible so, so far. So you know how you were saying this is Tony. Here's Tony said this. You know how you were saying some people wanted AJ back and some people wanted James back. Well, we want Dwight back. Signed a, cu- a couple of young guys playing around. That is... No. Okay. <laughs> That's awful. No. By the way... Dwight? No, oh. I'm, I'll say this off the air to you two. <laughs> okay. I was thinking of something. It's not about Dwight. It's about Jalen, but... Okay, I'll just say it. I noticed he doesn't have his nails polished anymore. Who, like, Dwight? he speaks for... No, no, no. Jalen speaks for a nail polish company, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm uh, pretty sure I saw when he was shooting free throws, there's no nail polish on when you're two for ten, you need to just take the nail polish off, okay? Well, no, no, he didn't have it on. Maybe he needs to put it on. Oh, you think? No, he, he didn't have, have it vibe? on. Well, I, my question was, I wondered. <sighs> this is probably just should be off the air. I just wondered if he did that on purpose because of any perceptions he was worried about or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. I mean, that man should just go live his life. Like, and you know what? I saw Dwight Howard's. I don't think we need to play what Dwight Howard said. Dwight Howard came out on Twitter and basically said, "Mind your own business. What I do in my bedroom." He didn't try to deny anything. He's already admitted it. And But Dwight's personal life is Dwight's personal life. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with what he said. I was a little disappointed that people on Twitter were like, yeah, but we want to know. Like, <laughs> I know it's not our business, but we still need to know. Twitter needs to yeah. know. And I'm like, God, what? we are so no. It's so funny. So many people say, you need to mind your own business. And then they're in everybody's business about everything. <laughs> Uh, 812 ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Uh, quickly, let's get Keith in here and we'll break it and try to get a, we're near time on time. What do you say, Keith? Hey, guys. I uh, love the conversation. Uh, I completely agree. Osmith and Bagwell, not the right fit. I'm going to throw some names out there, and you guys tell me who's going to be the, the next Astros manager if he would take any of these four names. Gabe Kapler, 2021 Manager of the Year. Buck Showalter. Joe Madden, and maybe you can pull away Craig Council from the Brewers. What do you guys think? I actually like Council's not bad, but I, I don't mind the the Joe Madden thing. Joe had a lot of success. You know, Chicago. He stepped into a situation. Chicago had some early success, then faltered. But I don't hate Joe Madden in this spot. I think veteran Joe guy Madden, who Joe knows Madden how to have after fun. A while wears on a fan because he's another guy that's like I'm going to do it my. He's, oh, he's he? very dusty like. Okay. Yeah, that it's I'm gonna do it my way. You don't know nearly as much baseball as I do. I'm the smartest guy in the room. Craig I, Council I love could wine. Be. He's a wine guy too. He's a wine guy too. Same. Uh no, get a young guy. Let's get a young guy in here. But he's a white guy. He's a white guy, so that's good. Yeah. I mean, have you thought about Council, that? Council a very white guy. Council Do you think do you think anyone just turned in 
15 seconds ago and they heard you say he's a uh, me say he's a white guy though and you go yeah he's a white guy that's good that's good uh <laughs> it's 2023 i don't care if you think i'm a racist i guess i'll just have to live. Just, you just have to i've got a whole you, you don't it. know me either but that's fine i'll just Todd i'm sorry Callis at this point had a lot of it. interesting stuff to say yeah yesterday with the killer bees we'll get to some of that uh really good stuff so Tor- we will get to Tori andrews said i already knew <laughs> Tori already knew and he, he already still knew. he still was okay with me that's- i mean a lot of people in your yeah, life what, yeah. knew i mean we kept it to ourselves but we knew knew yeah we all knew you weren't as closeted a racist as you thought yeah okay so well i had been let's talk about right now i got to talk about my bookie my bookie delivers you got nfl college football nhl nba you got soccer you got world series you got it's just the best time you know who's gonna win you want to bet on it it's not nearly as much fun watching games without something on it now if you've never been on before, my bookie, you got a cash bonus, no strings attached, cash bonus that lets you deposit and withdraw quick. Use promo code BAT975 on a deposit of $50 or more, and you can receive up to $200 in cash instantly to your my bookie account. This is a great way, and you can cash it out right away, okay? Once your deposit is made and you're ready to withdraw at any time after you bet that amount, okay? So, and, and usually you got there's multiples of it or whatever. No, this is a simple way to do it. And you've also got the first two legs of a parlay hit. You can cash out early. So if you're looking for a great way to play, win, get paid, uh, there's super contests, there's odds boosts, there's same-game parlays. It, it's it's great. It is awesome. If you're looking for the best way to play, win, and get paid, mybookie.ag, but you got to put in promo code BET975. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, home of old Greg. I know what you're thinking. Here comes old Greg. He's a scaly manfish. I'm old Greg. When I wake up in the morning, love. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. This is good music right here. It was there's one that's redone also by um, man they jacked up iTunes. I bought all this music over the years and now it's like they don't even show you where you purchased music. How is that even possible? Todd Callis was on with the uh, Killer Bees yesterday. He talked about Dusty's legacy. He's won. He talked about the success. Dusty is a is a great great person. Just a great person. The players loved him. Very loyal. Loyal to a fault, as a matter of fact. And here he is talking about the Martin Maldonado situation and whether or not Maldi uh, will be back, retire, play again. Here's uh, Todd Callis yesterday. For Maldi, I would be surprised if he left the game at this point. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be in an Astros uniform next year. I don't know if that's going to be in another uniform next year. I do think, you know, with Dana Brown as the GM, he wants to see Yiner Diaz get some more playing time. So whether Maldi stays here or not, I think there's probably a shifting of the power uh, behind the plate, and you're going to see Yiner uh, start to trend towards being the number one catcher, which he he wasn't in 2023, obviously. Yeah. So I I know the organization feels like if Maldi does come back that it could create a problem in the locker room because – 
You know Verlander wants to throw to him. Verlander loves him. Um, Fromber loves him. They want to throw to Maldi. And if Yiner is going to be the guy, can you bring Maldi back? Now, you've gotten rid of your your depth in the minor league system with the trade, right? So you've got, you'd have to bring somebody in. And, you know, here's the thing is what Yiner needs to do is he needs to get with all of those guys, and he needs to get understand what they want. He needs to study the opposing hitters. He has to build up a trust between the pitchers and himself that they feel like. He's a young guy. He's not Maldonado. So, you know, there's plenty of room to learn and grow. So, But he needs to. These guys are reliant on a guy that they trusted, and he needs to build up that trust. It really is true. Like, <sighs> I think it really is true that you can't keep – you almost can't keep Maldonado on the team as a backup. I mean, you should be able to, but it might undermine yeah. – it might undermine – uh uh, Yiner Diaz, but you would love to have him on the bench as a bench coach to do the things that everyone loves about him for the team. A, he's with the team, he's with the squad, but it's different. He can't be the catcher if he's the bench coach, but he could teach Diaz all those things. But it sounds like Todd Callis said that he may want to keep playing, but honestly, there's only two people who want who want him. Dusty, if he gets another job, which I think it's going to be hard for Dusty at this age, just because you figure – you know who's going to only good teams would give Dusty a bridge one or two year deal, and then the other thing is it's going to be teams who want him to sit on the bench and teach a young catcher or work with young pitchers, like maybe a a floundering team that's on the come up, maybe they've got some good young pitchers, so he would have to be okay with going to a bad team. Does he want to do that at this stage of his career? I, I, I don't know that. I have no idea if he wants to keep on playing. Even he though, see, because I I know I know somebody who's really really close to him. And he he was extremely frustrated last year at his inability to hit and the year before. And he it eats at him. It eats at him. It eats at him. And he's regressed. He's regressed, he's regressed from the last couple of years. Defensively, too. I mean, defensively, offensively, <clears throat> everything. And What's if, the selling point for him? His relationship with pitchers, really. Because yeah. it's not his arm to, to second. By the way, teams are going to steal more than ever now because of the new rules. So it's important that you have a strong arm. His arm has gone down from a pop time standpoint. Uh, he has more pass balls than ever before. Like, yeah. there's not an argument for him other than psychological. Yeah, other than and the, calling games. calling the game. Calling yeah, the game. and I do think there is, especially after you watch John Smoltz and you get refreshed on the way a pitcher approaches and attacks. It does give you a greater sense for a catcher who understands how to get into a, a hitter's head. I mean, it does give you a greater appreciation for that. But with that said. You can't fade bad hitting catchers when the back half of your, you know, when you have Jeremy Pena right ahead of him. You just, you can't, you can't fade that. So, Todd Callis also now, and everybody, you know, the Jeff Bagwell thing, anti analytics. I don't know that Jeff Bagwell has ever said he's anti analytics. He wants a combination of it and whatnot. No matter who it is, even if it's Brad Osmus, I don't want to say it. I know everybody got somebody. Everybody's throwing their shoe off the wall today. If it's going to be Brad Osmus, <laughs> well, and if you missed it, if, and if you follow at ESPN Nice M Five on Twitter, that entire call it incident is it's on our Twitter clip from Twitch, so you can see okay, the so entire you, thing. Uh, on ESPN Nice M Five at Twitter. You follow it's, us on Twitter. You can yeah. see. Wait, where is this? It. I just posted it. ESPN on, Houston. ESPN Nice M Five. You go out of your well, way to post. I did. Well, someone asked me to. 
Please. I didn't. It wasn't my Thank decision. It, Early in no, the show, John, Lance got him. so upset about Brad Ausmus actually possi- being the possible manager that he threw his shoe off the wall. So um, that is on our Twitter on the ESPN Houston, right? What's, what's well, the Twitter at handle? ESPN nine seven five. That's how you find it. ESPN nine seven five at ESPN nine seven five. So here is Todd Callis talking about the analytics um, and whether or not the next manager is going to is going to use analytics. Yeah, I mean, all the assistant GMs underneath Dana are super analytic guys. So, yeah, that's never going to go away. That'll always be a part of the DNA of the Astros because that's how they were built to have this incredible seven-year run. Uh, is it less analytics now than maybe in the Luno era? I would say that you could probably make that case uh, with Dana Brown now. Even James Click, he was uh, more of a lean towards the analytic side. But uh, it's always been a happy blend, right? Like Jeff Luno, uh, as much as he's credited for being a numbers guy, it was also about – uh, finding the right players at the right time, and, and same with James Click, uh, Dana Brown, the same. So there's a there's a very happy medium somewhere in between being a baseball lifer like Dana Brown is, understanding the numbers and making the two blend themselves so that you find the best possible players. And the Astros have done uh, as good a job as any of the other 29 teams in baseball the last seven years doing that. Thank you. It's a blend. There's still some gut involved. Him a there's some gut. There's, there's still. He, he's not even, as he's much said. as a numbers guy, he said. Yeah, right. No, 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 he's not. Well, nobody's I'm, as much I'm of a numbers with guy as Luno. I'm fine with having a blend, but I'm not going to pretend to know what made the Luno era Astros special to where an entire organization had somebody hack into the Astro. The terrible Astros and the Cardinals have somebody hacking into Correa. The his name was Correa. System, yeah, his name, but it wasn't Carlos. No. And a guy hacked into the Astros Astro when the Astros were terrible. They were hacking into what the Astros were doing. The guy went to prison. Yeah. I mean, how much respect do you think they had for whatever system Leno came up with? Now, Leno was a bit of a – I don't know that he was a great people person because of the way things happened behind the scenes. It started to leak out. People, you know, he didn't, he didn't gel with everybody. But whatever he did behind the scenes to figure out spin rates, to figure out the pitching, I will be forever grateful. Brent Strom, I will forever hold a special place in my heart for Jeff Leno, A.J. Hinch, and Brent Strom, those three specifically, because it went from terrible Astros baseball, the heart, the heartbreak for me and many Astros fans of the 90s and 2000-era Astros, the 86 Astros, the 80s-era Astros, and then you finally win a title. And, uh, yeah, it's tainted for some. It doesn't really bother me. I I just look at 17 as a, as a World Series. I. It's not tainted for me. I, I no. don't really care. Oh, uh, this is the grit. ESPN nine seven five at ESPN nine seven five. <laughs> I've muted that account. Your, your video is. I quote tweeted it. My favorite part is watching that shoe leave the shot and then bounce back into the shot. Because you don't see it on John's shot, but you see it bounce back in Lance's shot. It's the best. You uh, can? Yeah. I'll look at it. You got, you got us. If you missed it, go to the first set. Okay, put you got is the first hour up yet? No, we post everything after the after end of the, the show. show. But you I can see sometimes guys are. Where's the show? Where's the show? Like, the show's done. We like okay. to do it in order. You got to get this the, one, two, yeah. three. So we do it at the end. But yeah, it's on Twitch right now because Twitch we record as we go, so you can go back, um, find the recorded version of earlier in the show and, and see it, or you can just go to the website. I, I mean, it's on the Twitter site. I'm real. I really have a talent at antagonizing, don't I? Him at least. Yeah. I'm watching. It I right don't now. throw things. Yeah, I can really. 
I knew coming in and saying and taking the Brad Ausmus side. <laughs> he loses his mind. Well, this whole community, I've never seen anything like it. It's like, Brad Ausmus, holy crap. I, like, I think we, we talk about it quite a bit. I think it's mostly the belief that Jeff Bagwell is pulling all the strings yeah. and it and bothers people. And I've got people. a sty in my eye. My right eyes. So did, I'm because even of more the shoe, the, the, the shoelace come off and no, hit but you in I the just, eye. I'm just pissed off because my eye hurts. And my right eye hurts. I've got a sty. John hits me with Bob Nightingale. First, I just thought it was John just saying stuff, and then he's then a longtime baseball guy who has inside knowledge on things mm-hmm. says that the final, not the finalists, not the so. favorites yeah. are Espada, as you would think it would be, right. and Brad Osmus. <sighs> and it's what? just this Osmus was. So, Supposedly a finalist for the GM job. Now the head coaching, now the manager's job one year later? Hmm, I wonder how that happened. Um, I just wish if, listen, it would have been perfect because you'll see my reaction on there too where I, I'm laughing hysterically at Lance on the shoe. The only thing that would have been better if I, if I had a Coors Light at the time. That's the only thing that would have made that whole thing better because Coors Light for me makes everything better. Do you think that, yes, I went and played some cards yesterday and I drank Coors Light? The answer would be yes. Do you think afterwards when we went to dinner and had some Coors Lights? The answer would be yes. So here's the deal is no matter what, you can pretty much count on the fact that there's going to be cold, clean, crisp, refreshing Coors Light involved. And that just makes my life better, okay? My life is better because of Coors Light. There I said it, okay? If, if I didn't have Coors Light in my life, I, it wouldn't be nearly as good. So I'm just asking you, try it. Try a cold, clean, crisp, refreshing. Try to keep it chill. I'm chill. Lance throwing shoes. Doesn't drink Coors Light. Me? Drink Coors Light. Chill. And if you're looking to be chill, cold, clean, crisp, refreshing Coors Light. Climb on, brother. ESPN975.com. Iocane powder. There's a shortage of perfect breasts in this world. It would be a pity to damage yours. Oh, Wesley, darling. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the offensive masterminds running an outside zone on your intelligence. John Granado and Lance Zerline. Oh, my goodness. What a great, great start that we had to this. We got beat the little guy top of the hour, right? So you uh, want to keep listening to that to get your picks. Whoever Justin picks, go the other way. So we'll do that. He um, lost last week, right? In a close one. Yeah, he lost last week. Uh, yeah, it was a close one. But if you haven't seen the video, you need to uh, follow at ESPN975. And uh, you'll see the uh, video of the first segment of the show. Or you can go back and listen or watch. Can you watch it, too? Yeah, you can watch it on Twitch. Like I said, we record everything, and Twitch records as we go. So if you just want to click on videos on the Twitch, you can see the the lead-up to it in the aftermath. Yeah. But also, you can just watch it if you want the short clip on at ESPN975, like I said, on Twitter. So, yeah, because you don't get in that just that short clip, you don't get how how the buildup of Lance's ire. Yeah, the volcano bursting. If you yeah, if you normally watch the show on Twitch, if you click on videos, it has the recording up until the point you click on video. So you can go all the way back until the start of the show and watch up to a certain point, and you'll be able to see the build up, the explosion, the come down, and Lance still firing off 
Uh, and we also find out Lance is a racist, too. So you, right. that's part of the Twitch, too. How do we find that out? Someone Willie, uncovered you. Willie uncovered it. Well, he well remember, he had always thought it was you and was pretty sure it was you. And then after I no, said... But he uncovered... Then after I made the comment of... of we have to be able to criticize a manager's moves without being considered racist. That actually made me racist. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had more respect for Dave who just said, you don't know what he's, we kind of went the John Granado path. You don't know what people have said to dusty. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know what you, yeah. you're not privy to every conversation. I don't No. I, I don't know what does. I would be shocked if media members in Houston, he thought they treated him wrong. And then, well, so he thought that he was unfairly criticized at times. I just wonder, and I'm the one who brought up the racial angle because he brought up Buck O'Neill and, and uh, so he didn't bring that. Yeah. Up. Someone else called in and said, maybe he just referenced people. He, he respected yeah. going, so he through, going through to hard be fair, times. Right. To be fair, he didn't bring it up. And I, and I now, actually, those guys, Obviously, well, he experience. said they had reasons to be bitter. Yes, is what he said. But you know, we know Hank Hank Aaron was about how things went down for him. I you know who else I don't had know reasons the story to be bitter? James Click, who Dusty helped chase out of town, yeah. the GM who they couldn't get along on, who to trade for and who not. So you're to saying trade that for. was racially motivated? No, I'm saying yeah. that's another bitter guy. Ironically, yeah, enough. right. There's well, a- I don't know if he's bitter, but it is weird to win a World Series and get let go. It's just, no, it's not weird. It's like historic. Yeah, there's been one. I think it was 1943 Yankees, but he was he attacked a media guy. He actually punched or he went after a media guy, and uh, then he was left let go from his his position. Uh, let's talk a little Texans. I mean, the Panthers this week. It's Bryce and CJ getting so much attention. Bryce and CJ getting so much attention. Uh, Charlie Casterly broke down. We've got Charlie Casterly breaking down C.J. Stroud. He broke down Bryce Young as well and talked about some of the things that Bryce Young is doing that Bryce Young doesn't look. Actually, Bryce Young, he's okay. He's, he's actually started playing better. Yes, he's playing better yeah. late, of, of late. And sometimes it takes a little. Not, and not everybody's like C.J. who comes in right away and is great. C.J.'s been great. Pretty much doesn't nope, happen. Doesn't happen. But Except with Brock Purdy. C.J. C.J. and Bryce our childhood friends, they hooped together. He said they played each other in middle school, and Bryce killed him. Bryce killed him. And they play basketball, but it gets too he- it gets so heated, the two of them playing against each other. Um, so here is, here is Bryce talking about watching. Here is CJ talking about watching Bryce on film and what he's seeing. Honestly, and personally, watching the film and watching every game of his, I don't think he's in any way, aspect, or form he's playing bad. That's what people think if you're not winning or, like, um, you have a turnover here and there. Uh, Bryce is playing some really good football. I just don't think people watch in depth. Like, if you're a quarterback, you know. So I think he's playing really well. Of course, like, it's always things you can clean up. I can clean up a lot of things, and uh, I'm not here to be his coach or be that. Or be that. I'm here just to support. So uh, we texted um, a couple weeks ago just checking in on each other, and it was nothing about football. Uh, I'm, that's not our relationship, so. Um, but personally, I think he's playing good, and I think he'll continue to be great um, in his game because he has that swagger and that mentality and that type of playing style. Mm-hmm. How do two young quarterbacks, it's not their relationship to talk football? That just seems weird. Like, what do you 
Well, they're 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 they they're longtime friends. So there's school, lots to yeah. talk about, but maybe they were talking. You know they what they have in common? About you know what they have in common? Trying to lead organizations to greatness. Like I would think they would talk at times about ball. I'm sure they do sometimes. I, listen, did you see the guest picker for College Game Day this week? Who it was? Where's College Game Day? It was at Ohio State. Oh, you mean this last week? Yeah. Uh, was it? Was it CJ? It was CJ. Yeah, because he was on sidelines. CJ, if 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 I'm CJ, I'm pretty much staying away from football with Bryce because Bryce is zero and six, and maybe maybe he's feeling. And oh, by the way, Bryce didn't start all that way. He said it was a couple of weeks ago that they were texting each other. So if I'm CJ, I'm staying away from football with him because I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to make him feel bad. Yeah. CJ is getting all the love. CJ is the, I mean, he's right now he's by far and away the leader for uh, um, offensive rookie of the year. He is playing great football. So if I'm him, I don't really want to rub it in. I'll talk, hey, how's football going for you? Or you know, I, I've you done know. that before with like Ryan Poles, who I you know consider kind of a buddy who's a GM in Chicago. Um, they were, it was after a game that wasn't great. <laughs> Chicago's had a few of them where they thought they were going to beat Washington and lost. And I just texted, man, I, I just said, hey, it's coming. You know, you can see it. Things are getting better and I've done that with Ballard. Uh, I sent D'Amico a congratulations text after their first win. Uh, I think it's important that you, uh, you know, I think it's important that, and maybe he does send something, hey, keep your head. Of course, they're also competing. I mean, they're on the same level, uh, quarterback. Yeah, but I think it's nice Plus, to be able to. Plus, they were middle school buddies. right? So, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's nice to say, hey, man, it's it's coming. You didn't go to middle school with Ryan Poles. No, uh, or no, 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 or Chris. Well, we grew up here together. Yeah, he yeah. was the Texas City. Do you? And I was Lawrence Consolidated. Yeah, like Johnny Harris. You went to school with him. Sometimes went to school with Johnny know, Harris. You know, yeah. yeah, we we grew up together. We played Stratomatic baseball, Lance Hafner football. We we had played backyard uh, wiffle mm-hmm. ball together. Played driveway basketball together. You don't always talk about the the, the radio thing with him, right? Because we always talk ball, our, pretty much, yes. pretty much, but not not radio or your your profession. You don't talk about no, that. We just talk football, right? NFL NFL dot com's Lance Zerline speaks to sideline reporter John Harris about football all the time. Okay, mm-hmm. we don't about talk football, but you don't radio talk about host Lance doesn't radio, speak with the radio ex- or television industry. former radio. Uh, no, yeah. See, that's that's why they don't talk about. But when I talk to Peter Burns, we do. Okay. Okay, but you're not a. He didn't grow up with you, right? But I've known him since 2014. Right, so I've known him since not a childhood buddy though. Two thousand twelve, buddy. The co- the court. John is making unfortunately he's making I'm childish. A, unfortunately, well, that's my true. wife says I'm childish. Unfortunately, John's making a good point. Something I don't like to admit. Uh, John Harris is a childhood buddy, much like mm-hmm. CJ Stroud yeah. and Bryce Young. They have much more to talk about than what they do on yes. the football field. Yeah, but John's John's all Johnny Harris is all ball. Like he's going to talk ball. Yeah, but yeah. you don't talk but to him he, about broadcasting. Not, right, right. You don't talk about broadcasting. We may talk. Well, actually, you're right. We do talk about our family stuff sometimes. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Maybe, I don't know. I, I don't know what to. I'm not even going to go to that. Uh, <laughs> I actually had a filter this Ooh, time. Must be bad. Art wants to get in here quickly. Hey, Art. Hey, guys. Uh, as y'all know, the Astros have been getting a lot of hate from the uh, cheating scandal. And then now you guys saw the hate about to start on the racist side for allowing Dusty to retire. So I think in order to get rid of all that stuff, we just need to go all out, be woke, and just hire 
a woman uh, manager for the Astros. Yeah. Oh, that'll, that'll take all the hate away, and that nobody can talk bad about the Astros. They'll be the darling. Isn't didn't the Giants interview a woman for for the job? Uh, what team did ba- that? Uh, no, it was Giant. Yeah, it was. No, yeah, it was Giants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there is apparently a qualified candidate out there. I don't know if she'll be on the Bagwell list, though. Well, one guy, and actually, to that guy's point, one guy on Twitter who is, I think, a radio host said, oh, great, no thanks, or something like that, and then he got doxxed. Oh, that was coming. And so people put his all of his uh, information out there and tried to get him fired. Hmm. Yeah, her name is Alyssa. I hope I'm saying her last name right. Nakin, N A K K E N. Yeah, the she giant, can, well hire her if you want to remove all the. Hey, who could hate the Astros if they hire a woman? Right. What color is she? Oh, you mean as far? Will Lance approve? Is what you're asking? Yeah. Is she white? Yes, Lance. Okay, will be well fine. then, Lance, Lance, Lance will be fine. is on board with this. <laughs> oh, we better add context. <laughs> Does she know Jeff Bagwell? I don't know that. She's so here's something. You're always at your best to hire good people when you know a bunch of people around the league, like who the up-and-coming managerial candidates are, general managers, personnel guys. In every sport, you're at your best when you know the other people around the league, when you reach out and make contacts and you know people. Because your pool of applicants that you can consider is much larger. You know who the hot, like, you know who the impressive people are. I worry I, I don't think the Texans have typically had very good I, that wasn't a big strength of Rick Smith according to people around the league he didn't go out and hang out with other guys he didn't he wasn't really I don't I think his sphere of influence as far as that was concerned was very very small uh Bill O'Brien you know everything's incestuous it's New England stuff it's people he knows uh when you look at at uh Basketball and the Rockets. I mean, Udoka, it's a little different because you kind of, it's easier to know some of those guys. But in baseball, sometimes I do get the feeling that right now, what's the sphere of influence? It, Dana Brown opened it up for you. And so that might be good because Dana Brown is going to know more people. If you just, if everything was Astros, Astros, then it's, you're not going to really know a lot of the best people around the league, right? Yeah. Dana Brown opens up a new door. He's a new connection for Although, you. Although, yeah, listen, Bagwell might be limited, but, but Osmus was managing Osmus and met all kinds limited. of people throughout the league. And he I'm should sorry. be a consultant. Yeah. He, I, Ask him who the next manager yeah, should yeah, be. Maybe. We're maybe. not hiring you, but, but who are some people you like? You know. who, who do you know? Is that a way that we can get right. them paid and they can hang out and you, we don't have to? You know, uh, you know who I know? I know Robin from uh, Houston Potter Cutters. What That's who I know. Adam Everett? He does know Adam Everett. Houston Powder Coaters, um, they do everything really, really great. Houston Powder Coaters is awesome. If you if you have any patio furniture, if you have car parts, if you have boat parts, if you have wheels, lift kits, uh, your patio furniture needs slings, they need repair, they need straps. Robin said, listen, I, there, is, there is a point where you just got to go out and buy new furniture, right? But there is also a point where they can really help. So you send them a picture. Of your of your patio furniture, and, and she's going to tell you she's going to be honest with you. Oh, we can we can we can save this, and you want to keep it for whatever sentimental value it has, or you just want to save money. You don't want to buy new patio furniture because that's really expensive. And they'll give you the honest truth. Okay, they don't want to do something, and you know, uh, oh, we can't really save this, and uh, they actually they don't want <laughs> to waste their time either. 
But it doesn't matter where you're at, Galveston, Fulshire, Baytown, Crosby, Mount Bellevue, they will come pick up and deliver absolutely free. They will fix it. They will fix your furniture. They will make it look new again. They will do everything humanly possible to have that stuff back to you looking great again. So if you're looking for the best way to save that, whatever it is, HoustonPowderCoaters.com, 281-676-3888. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Hey, what happened? And every time something would go wrong, I would look at the camera and say, Hey, what happened? Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's time to rejoin the undisputed best sports talk show in Houston. It's clearly John and Lance, except no substitutes. I'm just shocked Lance remembered to wear shoes today. Okay. that's a, I, Okay, I can see that as a response to the video at ESPN 975, if you haven't seen the video of Lance throwing his shoe. The city doesn't love the mid-2000 Astros the way the mid-2000 Astros think they do. We love the 80s and Altuve-era Astros. You know, there might be something to that. For me, that's accurate. Who said that? Uh, sometimes I rhyme slow. Mar- Maroonator said that. Huh. I, that is actually me. Who's That must be my burner. That's your Because that's how I feel. I don't love that era. There was, you know, I like the 98 season. It was frustrating because of how unclutched they were. Yeah, all yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was kind of a milk toast organization, too. I, maybe I knew too much about how people didn't like the fun of Lima. You're supposed to be, be, be professional. Just do your job. Don't have fun. Keep the music down a little bit, guys. We're trying to just have some vodka in here. Just keep it quiet. <laughs> they had other things other than vodka. <laughs> Fair. But, no, I don't love – I love the no. 80s-era Astros – 2000s were fine, 90s and 2000s, but failure after failure after failure in the postseason. And then it was made worse when the Astros became clutch Astros. And that's like, it made that era look even worse. I have to, I almost have to recuse myself, much like the Texas lawyer. Yeah, because I was in that locker room uh, every day. I did the post, pre and post game shows. And I was, I, I knew those guys. I liked those guys. I had relationships with those guys. The, one of my favorite, one of my favorite times there was, you know, we I'd be in the locker room late. I had young kids, and I'm, I had, you know, little kids, and I was at the ballpark all the time at night. And then I was in the locker room one night, and Brad Osmus goes, everybody was out of there, and Brad Osmus goes, hey, you know, you guys, you suck now. The media used to sit around and we'd talk ball and it was, you know, it was, you know, you'd have a relationship with the guys, but you guys just run out of here. And I was like, oh, really? Well, if you guys offered some of that vodka right there, then maybe we'd stick around and hang out. And he goes, oh, you want a drink? And I was like, yeah. And we sat, we watched the game, a Dodgers game, I remember. And so I got, you're drinking buddies with these two. Well, I, I yeah, you know, and we watched the game and it was like so. So awesome to get their insight because they knew the the batter, they knew the pitcher, they were telling what was going to happen and wh- why stuff. It was but you were also kind of insight con- was you're tremendous. also kind of contemporaries too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, uh, you they, yeah. you were kind of one of them. Yes, like it's easier to get guys. We were well. I was still the media, and you know, you yeah, had to be yeah. leery. But, but I saw a lot of stuff. Like I went to, out to a big dinner that they had, and they were telling stories and. You know, they they actually 
let me in on some stuff that they wouldn't let other guys in on because mm-hmm. they, they knew I would I wouldn't be and we were, we were friends well, you with we were rat, friends though. with Lima we were friends with I mean we had so that that era well, I remember fondly I do know that they it was so so utterly choked they choked so bad in the biggest situations and, and it was just it went was out about and as like, fr- frustrating and didn't want to be hey hey they get paid too yeah no guys. No. Guys, it was bad. It was bad. Tip of the cap, they get paid. Too. I was on the field in San Diego when when they got thirteen. They had thirteen strikeouts against Sterling Hitchcock, and I've never seen anybody as pissed off as Jerry Hunsaker. I had a we had, I had a good relationship with Hunsaker too, and I've never seen. He came down and he was like, before we went on the air, we're standing on the field. He was like, "There's going to be effing changes around here. This is unacceptable." We went and got Randy Johnson, and we this is what we do. And this is just a load of... What I were mean, the changes? Well, and that's he, in 80, 97, you had no chance. You had Bagwell, Biggio, and, 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 and Luis Gonzalez. You basically had... And, and Gonzo wasn't the same Gonzo. Yeah. And you had no chance in your lineup. In 98, it was like, whoa. That was the best team in baseball. Best team in baseball. Yeah. With the hottest pitcher. And, and they gagged against Sterling. They struck out Pressed 50. I think 51 so times in the four games they struck out. To Sandy. Now, Kevin Brown pitched twice because he was steroided up. But that was the most disappointing I think I've ever been for a team. You got beat 3-1. 3-1. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't with, even – people People remember it as being Shane a – Shane waiting in Houston. By the way, that's another guy who the manager, Durker, went yeah. out and said, eh, he just didn't want to be there. That was, an, oh that was the that was next 01. year in 99, right? Oh, was no. it 99? It was 99. It, yes, was 99. it was 99. Durker's like – the I last pulled year Shane there. out. Well, Shane was pissed. Why'd you do that? You could just tell he didn't want to be out there. Ooh, <laughs> Shane was pissed. Yeah. So I got to. I guess I got to recuse myself from this about because I do have. I, I don't. As somebody who grew up here, my lifelong. This has been my baseball team. That is an accurate tweet for me. I have a different love in the '80s, but I was a kid. Then this is a championship era Astros. That Astros just too many painful. Was too many painful memories. Just. Just couldn't hit. I thought the Astros management, you know, I thought Drayton was a joke, honestly. Tim Papura was a joke. They, they, I didn't like the way they managed a the team. Uh, they, they set up the roster where everything was about defense. I mean, everyone else is drafting. They drafted Giovanni Meyer. They already had Bogar and Everett, and they drafted a no-hitting shortstop out of high school with, with just a glove. Like, that to me was the perfect epitome of what are we doing? Is there anything fun to root for anymore they gutted their minor league systems uh for trades and then you know and then they were so terrible you had lance berkman to me was well biggio some bagwell because a shoulder started getting bad berkman was incredible but it was really i mean to me that era is third of the big eras which is 80 astros championship astros and then choking astros yep uh, they had good teams. We had the, you know, we'll always have the, hey, the, what was it called? The Tombstone was the yeah. Astros. That was a, that was a great, that was a great comeback. It was a and great And I appreciated turnaround. Roger, yep. but it wasn't, it just wasn't as homegrown. It was Bagwell, Biggio, Berkman were the homegrown. And the rest of them were, you brought in. Moises. You had you to bring in, in Moises. You, you had to bring in, in Blum. You brought yeah. in uh, uh, Roger. You brought yeah, in Andy Roy Pettis. was, Roy was. Yeah, Roy was. That's true. Roy yeah. was. And then. And so was uh, Lidge, although, did you trade for Lidge I think you in the minors? Morgan Ensberg, homegrown. 
Luke Scott. I mean, we never had a chance to be excited no, about young Luke players because the bro. minor leagues, you would come up when you're 26. Yeah. And you were like Luke Scott. <laughs> I mean, who is more exciting than that guy? Okay, we got a break. We got Pete the Limo guy next right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Don't go anywhere. ESPN 97.5 on Twitch. I don't get it. There are things in this world that we will never fully understand. 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 